Welcome to the Delta Flyers journey through the wormhole with Dax, Quark, Tom, and Harry. Your hosts for today are my fellow Trek actors, Ferengi extraordinaire, Armin Shimmerman, and pilot extraordinaire, Robert Duncan McNeil, and myself, Garrett Wong. Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. I gave you guys extraordinaire as your descriptive Armin, what do you know? That's French for so-so, so-so. I was going to say, do you know the etymology of extraordinaire? Extraordinaire. 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 By the way, I'm working I'm working with an actor right now. With yeah. the, you do the French accent, and it just made me think of this. Oh, no. This, the actor Gil Bellows. Do you know Gil Bellows? That name is familiar. He, is. Yeah, he was on yeah. Ally McBeal. He was in... Uh, That's where I know him from. All kinds of things. Yes. I've known Gil for 30 years. And the AD keeps calling him Gilles. And I'm like, Jody, it's not Gilles. It's Gil. His name's Gil. And the AD's like, well, but he's from French Canadian. He's French Canadian. It's probably no, no, just call him Gil. Trust me. Does she yeah. call you Rabbi? Rabbi McNeil, maybe? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Um <laughs> let, well, let me finish this intro, gentlemen. Yes, for the complete for the complete and awesome version of this podcast, please yes. check out patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers and sign up today to become a patron. There we go. I got it all. There out. we go. That's good. We got yeah. it all out. A yeah. patron. A patron. A patron. <laughs> yes. Fini. As, the, as we say in uh, La France. <laughs> I don't speak French. I don't know what I'm talking about. Armin, je parle un peu, petit peu. Un petit peu. peu. Je parle français comme un vache oh, espagnol. Très bien, très bien. Uh, what, uh, what is the status of your roof right now? Is it My good? roof est yeah. fini. Et fini. Et fini. Oh. Except the rains came, I found another leak. But that's, oh. that's neither Are here you... nor there. That's Wait, just this another. This is yeah, after, after they replaced well, the entire we, we roof. We made the mistake I, of only doing one section of the roof. Oh no! Uh, and, and it's leak proof there, but uh, but now we have to do another section. And unfortunately, we have solar panels on that section as well. As well. So oh, those so solar same, panels have to come off, and the same yeah. process is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. L luckily, okay. I get my thirteen dollar residuals, and we can pay for this. <laughs> You know what? Oh this goodness. is more evidence that the way to go is a condo. Condos, hey. townhouses, houses are houses are a pain in the butt. They really are. They really money are. pits. You there was there? a film many years ago, Money Pits. It's a money pit. Yes, Arm, exactly. Armin, when when Robbie bought his house in in Georgia, every time I called him, he's like, "I'm I'm working on this. I'm doing this to the house. I'm doing that." He he never stopped. Working yeah, for three years, we renovated that house. that house in Atlanta so many and then sold it and bought <laughs> another house to do things to. <laughs> to yes. Yeah. It's a, pro it's a progress. It's, yes. uh, it's a lovely <laughs> problem to have, actually. It's a yes, lovely it problem to have. All right. It's now time to say happy birthday to some people. And I think Robbie has the first happy yes, birthday. Yes, yes. We have some birthdays. Our first birthday is Ryan Tomei. Hmm? On January 31st, Ryan Tomei's birthday. Happy birthday, Ryan. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Mm -hmm. yeah. Next up, we have Karen Galeski. February 5th birthday. Happy birthday, Karen. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. And our last birthday uh, for now is... E. LaRoque on February 7th. E, oh. happy, happy birthday. Our good friend. Happy, e. happy, happy birthday. birthday. Mm -hmm. Yes. Happy okay. born day to everybody. Yes. Another, another journey around the sun. That's right. I think it's time for poetry oh, synopsis. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Okay. Starting with my haiku. Okay. 
for Move Along Home. Here we go. The Wadi love games. Quark cheats. Four must play Chula. It was just for fun. That's funny. That's funny. You that's captured good. A, good, Gary. Yeah, you yeah. captured a, a, an element of the plot that's hard to I'm do. I'm not so sure I, I like Quark cheats, but uh, <laughs> I know. Well, then you're not going to like my limerick. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I, uh, right. uh, you know, I'm gone in about a minute. Okay. <laughs> Go, Robbie. All right. I actually have two limericks. You've got two? This was true. Isn't that cheating? Wait a minute. Wait. I'm going for extra is, credit. Is one a Rebecca limerick and one is your limerick? Uh, you know, I never tell secrets. I never, <laughs> never, ever. I know what's going on now. Okay, I'm go. curious to hear the, how the audience responds to Let's, these two. If you want to email us, let us know which was your favorite. Yes. It may, you know, uh, end my marriage, but please, <laughs> please do. Okay, here we go. go. With our limericks. The first limerick for Move Along Home. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Cisco dresses up when the Wadis visit the station. Playing games is their favorite recreation. Quark is basically a cheat. When the game is complete, Quark's gotten a fair play education. Oh. <laughs> sort of. What do you think it's, of that, Okay, uh, I'm not quite sure about Quark getting a fair play education, but uh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. It doesn't Cheating mean sort again, of... problematic, but we've already done that. So Yes. Yeah. So let's hear the second one, Robbie. <laughs> I mean, I think he he's learned a bit that it's stressful. Like, there's... Consequences, right? I don't want to give away the plot. Right, right. Okay. Yes, I'm going to talk more about that. Actually, let's do. Okay. My 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 next limerick: The Wadi have come to visit the station. Playing games is their favorite recreation. Quark likes to cheat. Ala Moraine on repeat. Fallow gave Quark a fair play education. Another fair play. Okay. Similar, similar. You know, we're playing around. I I just wanted to work in Ala Moraine. Okay. Okay. Alan Moraine. Alan Moraine. Alan Moraine. Oh my God. Avery loved that. Yeah. Did he? Uh, <laughs> no. They all looked so miserable doing that. Oh, the they Alan were. Moraine. They were very oh, miserable. <laughs> I was I trying to think like if we had had to do a scene like that on our show, how I would have, how I would have felt. And I think I would have felt exactly like them. Like this is so yeah. silly, but it's the yeah, game. Right. So it, it works yeah. for this particular episode. I think I don't yeah. think it, it's funny. Cause when I, when they were chanting Ala Moraine, I kept chanting Robbie McNeil. Cause like it's the same amount of um, syllables. So, so Ala Moraine, see Armin shimmer met too many Garrett too, many. Long, too few. And yours is perfect. Robbie, you're like the porridge that was perfect with the three bears. Oh, and it's just right. Robbie McNeil right. count two, four. See, that's what I was. Oh, that's nice. Instead of Alamorain, just want to throw that out there. Okay, very good. I want to hear Armin's etymology. There aren't a lot of bizarre words here, so I took a very uh, 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 easy word: home. Home comes from a Teutonic uh, place. Mm -hmm. It means a village or a town, a collection of dwellings, uh, a, a place or region where one properly belongs, in which one's affections center. Or, or where one finds refuge. However, I do have a more uh, eccentric word, and that is yes. wadi. <laughs> wadi is an yes. Arabic word. Mm -hmm. uh, or... And in certain Arab countries, it's the ravine or valley, which is in the rainy season, which in the rainy season becomes a watercourse. The stream 
or the torrent running through such a watercourse. That's what wadi means in the Arabic. Wadi. Interesting. Wow. And also interesting on the same note is that on Duolingo, I am now learning Arabic. So they Good for you. Oh, Good for you. Well, now you know what wadi is. You I know what wadi is. Vocabulary. Yes, I can. Interesting. Huh. Teutonic. Huh. When is the Teutonic period? Teutonic uh, in English is the invasion of German the, knights. The, is that Germanic? Teutonic is German, certainly. Yeah. But it's also, I, I, I may be totally wrong. I may be bullshitting everybody here, but mm. I think it's the invasion of the Danes and the, and the Norwegians and the Vikings oh. will bring that sort of Titanic. So it's that's how old a word it is. Now there are very wow. very there are various variations on the on the spelling and pr probably the pronunciation of the word yeah. home. But the original concept, the original word, comes from the Titanic. Where you belong, the the the, the village, the gath the gathering of people too. The right. people you belong with, which is which I thought it was Im very important, and I'm going to talk about the people great. that you belong to. I, I think that's for Quark anyway is a very interesting uh, yeah. subject later on in the, yeah, in the podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Okay. Well, let's well, get into what happens. Yeah. Right, how about get started? Let's just go. Let me just run through these. Then. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, teleplay by Frederick Rappaport and Lisa Rich, ampersand and Jeannie Kerrigan Fauci. These names are like soap opera names. You know, I'm Jeannie Kerrigan Fauci. I'm Frederick Rappaport. Story by Michael Piller, directed by David Carson, guest starring Joel Brooks as our lovely Wadi leader, Mr. Fallow mm -hmm. himself with his lovely handlebar mustache. And James Lashley is back as Lieutenant Prim. All right, let's jump into this episode. Uh, we see. begin with an exterior shot of the station, and then we're in Cisco's quarters, where Ben is looking quite sharp. He's putting on his dress uniform. Jake's there as well, and he's talking about watching Bajoran girls coming to the station with their families. And Ben basically looks at Jake and says, I need to have a birds and bees talk with you, but not now. I'm busy because we're about to greet the Wadi, this first contact um situation is about to happen so i'm going to talk to you tomorrow morning but he already knows that uh, nog is not a very good uh, influence on yes yeah. yeah 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 he believes that that jake is starting to be interested in girls nog's explaining all of the facts wrong probably right. he just doesn't like <laughs> nog's influence and why do you so, assume yeah. he's doing it wrong I don't I don't assume he's doing it wrong. I think Cisco, Cisco is assuming that. that he's doing I it see. wrong. Yeah. I think Cisco thinks he doesn't trust Nog to be the the influence here. Shall we call that race prejudice? I think Perhaps. there's a little bit of, of racial species. or species profiling going species on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do I do feel that. I do. Yes, I agree. Yeah. He's a little he is a little harsh on on Nog all throughout. I thought the first I few thought episodes. That, uh I thought Sirach was great in this scene, though. He is terrific. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. He is terrific. He's I'm watching these episodes, and, and that 14-year-old and... That boy is outshining all of us. He is terrific. Yeah, was, he the, was he the age that he says his character is at I don't know. I have no time? idea. He I'm certainly was a teenager, he's... but he might have been. He, as I remember, he was relatively young when he started. Yeah. So he might have been 14. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. He is really good in the scene. He's he really good. He's open and charming and funny. Mm -hmm. He's having fun. You know, yeah. you see a lot of kids on TV shows and films that 
they're just anxious. You know, they're in an, a set environment and they're, they're just not relaxed. Yeah. yeah. It felt and like you can feel the tension feel and you can see how stiff the child actor is. Yeah. They're not open. They're not playing. They're not free. And it is like a glaring, like compared to all the other actors, you can see it so clearly, yeah. but uh, definitely Sorak did such a nice job blending in. And credit for that has to go to Avery Brooks, who always made Ciroc feel at home, always made him feel as though he was a surrogate father for him. Right, right. And that helps the relationship. You can feel that. You feel that chemistry both both ways Mm -hmm. in the scenes with him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's great. We're in Docking Bay 4. Kira, Dax, and Bashir are there. Bashir, who yes. ended up forgetting to pack his dress uniform when he so came to DS9. How dare he? So funny. <laughs> I am I have said it before. I'm, I'm team Bashir so far on this show. He's funny again. Like, they write it funny, and he nails it. It's yeah. just, he's My- panicking. He forgot his, <laughs> yeah. his thing. His dress but Kira, Kira hasn't changed. It, it's yeah. a big occasion. Kira's wearing the same uniform. She is. That's what I was. She doesn't have the fancy you. little piping on the edges. You, you mean to tell me the Bajorans don't have fancy dress? They anymore? have to have dress uniforms. Every. Am I right? They yeah, should. Sure well, they doesn't just, doesn't Jake? Jake says something about uh, Bajoran's fashion now is like baggy clothes or something. He talks yeah, about the that prior so, scene. Yes, they've yes, got so to maybe, be stylish. Yeah. 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 Um, well, we do see the Wadi. They appear for the first time. They come in led by Fallow, who refers to himself as Master Searched of the Wadi. And this is really the favorite part of uh, this is what I love most about this scene. Yes. Cisco is introducing the other three behind him. He's saying, This is this is Dax, this is Kira, this is Bashir. And Fallow's like, Yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. Now, where are the games? He d- he doesn't even <laughs> He's just pointing at each one, going, "Yes, yes, yes," but he only cares about one thing, and that's the, the games. games. Yeah, uh, I just, what was I just love that? What was your first thought when these guys walked in? By the way, this wadi. I have a couple of thoughts, but I'm curious. Like, there, when there are you tattoos saw them, on their head. Uh, yeah. what, what are you? The forehead. The forehead tattoo felt like a big cheat to me. It felt like, oh. We don't have the money to do a fancy. Is this from a guy who had who had worked with an actor who had a tattoo for seven years? I don't know. It just felt like, yeah. But our guy, the Chicote guy, he was supposed to be an indigenous traditional human, right? Yes. These are aliens from the Gamma Quadrant. This is the first contact. Yeah. With this species, you want to be less humanoid, correct? Yes, I was yeah. excited to see. Oh, what are they going to come up with? Yay, yeah. creatively! There's going to be put tentacles, these, like, but no. blue tattoos on yeah. their head. Yeah, yeah, I thought, and they also all look like an '80s rock band to me. I'm just going to. They say. did. It was they a little were... Sergeant Pepper's, a little bit, you know, in terms was... of that flashiness and, and. Oh no, more like a glam rock band. It was glam yes, rock. Yes, it was yes, like yes. Uh, Twisted Sister yes. or something, maybe something like that. Yeah. And why didn't any of them except Joel speak? Why was Joel the only one? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I know why. Money. It's yeah. money. Yeah. It's they, don't wanna, money. they don't want to pay the other actors any mm. actor rate. No. By the by the way, mm. this is something not to get into union or sag after issues. But I remember uh in the afterworld back in the 80s when I was doing a soap opera, they would pay under fives. Mm-hmm. You had under five lines. Mm-hmm. It was a discounted rate. So it allowed a lot of actors. My, I got my uh, my after card as an under five on As the World Turns. I had right. three lines or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But now we don't have that. We don't have, it's either. You do have it. We do? Mm-hmm. It's under the after uh, guidelines. So. Oh. Oh, well, oh. I didn't know that. So if well, you there are after less rules than and five... there are SAG rules, even though it's SAG after it, there are two different contracts. Okay. And the contracts but, uh, allow you to have an under five. Oh. But, after on, con- but like on this, what you brought up, why didn't the other one speak? Yeah, well, we we weren't under an after contract, so, yeah, it's so a there, contract. there is no under five here. Yeah. I wish SAG. And certainly the unions hadn't merged at this point either. So no, right. No, no, no. Boy, that would make more sense if SAG. But had I that. wish that SAG. I wish back when we they made the scene mm-hmm. that there was an option to give a couple of lines that wouldn't break the bank. That, right. You know that would have been right. nice to hear some other people speak. Exactly, it would have. Yeah. It would have, and it would yeah. have been good for the actors. They That's get right. a couple lines on camera. Uh, Fallow then talks to his cohorts and he basically says, uh, we want to go where Quarks is. Quarks. And yeah. so Kira says, yeah, let me let me lead you over there. Okie dokie. And as they walk out, you see that uh, Cisco did not think that this first contact went the way that he expected it to go. <laughs> it was, it was funny. His, his, yeah. his little, it was a little light comedy out of him. Yes. Well, it's not what it used to be. First yeah. contact is not or something like that. It was very. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. And nice, nice to see to a little see levity coming from Cisco. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, we jump to yeah. Quarks. We go to Quarks. Boy, yes. Quark is so excited about the new customers. So excited. And he gives uh, the Wadi a free spin at Dabo. Uh, they lose that first time. So then he says, okay, your second spin, what do you? What would you like to wager? And I just love the, the the presentation of that box. You think it's going to be something amazing. He yes. pulls out these sticks. <laughs> And then uh, clearly Cork's not enthused. He's like, no, I don't need sticks. And then he pulls out this liquid, you know, this drink, juice. which is bright juice. Yeah, it, it looks like juice. Yeah, it looks like you know, fruit juice. juice. Yeah. And you take it, you know, you drink it and you're like, nope, I, I decline. And then he goes, well, we have nothing to wager except for this. And he, he dumps out this bag filled with gems and, and crystals and yes. diamonds, whatever it is, right? Marbles. And yeah, Marbles. Quark's eyes open up. Quark is okay with that. He agrees with that one. Uh, there's a little bit of a passage of time, and Cisco is now chatting with Quark off to the side. This entire time, the Wadi continued to win. And Cisco says, just keep the Wadi happy. I have to go get some sleep. Yeah, I, I liked uh, there's a moment where you taste the juice or whatever. Your reaction to that was so perfect. I mean, I expected, I, I think I expected that it was going to, that that's the bit they were playing there was, oh yeah, the sticks are bad and the deuce is going to be bad. But what you did, the way you did it was so funny and unexpected. I didn't expect that reaction. And I thought it was really great. Maybe Thank you. Just getting anything past the teeth was a problem. So yes, I bet. That's I true. Bet. That is so true. You probably didn't eat a lot on camera. Drinking made sense, but eating not so much. Uh, all right. So Cisco leaves, but now yes. Quark walks over to the Dabo table and he's, you know, he's trying to get these winners out of his casino, basically. Yeah, there's some time has passed yeah, and they've been clearly they've been, they've, been oh, they've been breaking the bank. And breaking the bank. He's like, aren't you tired? And they're like, no, we're yes. just getting started. And then he's like, oh, okay. Well, but my 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 Dabo girl, the dealer, she her arm is really tired. And then Fallow looks at Cork and says, replace her. And so, and I just love his affectation of the voice that he chose for this character. It's so crazy. And of course, um, Quark does replace the the Dabo girl with Broik. And as Broik comes in, he kind of tugs him. I love that the little quick tug and that knowing look, which is time to hit the button look, right? And he does. And then that begins the losses. But 
it's Fallow who does catch it. Fallow sees it for a oh, second. Oh, yeah. You see that he's busted. Yeah, he's looking at it, you know, and he knows something's going on. But he's going to let it play out for a little bit, though. I, I liked the beginning of this scene, Armin, with you and Cisco. And he's sort of, I don't know if he was playing like he had a little to drink and he's telling stories and he's sort of lost and reminiscing about this McCullough guy, Captain McCullough. Mm-hmm. And you're all you can think about is the money you're losing over in the corner. Yeah. I, I like the beginning of that scene. Yeah. It's rare in Star Trek that we have those moments where people are just kind of sitting around reminiscing or, or talk, you know, talking like humans. There's so right. much mission all the time. There's yes. so much plot we're pushing. Yes. And I, I must say, uh, in my memory, I don't remember that many scenes with Avery. So I was actually watching the episode just uh, this week. I realized that's one of the few and, and um, yeah. where it was just Avery and I, even though it's brief. All right, we go to Cisco's quarters next. Jake is still awake and Cisco comes in and he's uh, very angry about him staying up past his bedtime. Yeah. Blames Nog. Sorry, Armin. Yeah. He blames Nog. He again. does. He does. But he's Why working he... on a school project, so I, I'm I'm siding with uh, with Jake. I'm gonna, yeah. because this is schoolwork. He's not he's not being a delinquent. He's in the quarters just doing schoolwork. Yeah. And yes, it's a project that he's doing with Nog. And of course, Cisco then blames Nog for you know stuff that that. And oh, here's the funny thing. Did you notice this? He pronounces Nog knock, like K N O C K, like knocking on the door in this scene. I don't know if you remember. Oh, that. I didn't, I didn't that, notice but, that, but uh, it's it's. I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah. yeah, not surprised. Not, uh, <laughs> I don't want to go into it, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> knock. <laughs> yeah. Good old knock. Okay, so uh, <laughs> um, so this is uh, this is just a scene of him just being a ling- being a little upset with his son for being up, and then he's yes. just go so to tired. Yeah, he says, "Go to bed. I'm going to bed too." Right. Yes. Uh, we jump back to Quark's, and this is where Fallow actually catches Broik in the midst of pushing the button and mm-hmm. yanks his hand up and realizes that he's been cheating the entire time. And this is the scene where Quark backpedals for the entire scene. He ba- literally, literally <laughs> backpedals with yeah. all of them swarming in. Yeah, I yeah, thought that, in was, uh, that was uh, a tricky one to walk backwards in that makeup and all the other things you're doing. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Fallow tells Quark that he will now play a new game called Chula is the game. I don't understand. Like he's got the magic box with his game in it and he pushes a button. But isn't that where the Dabo table was? Like, does it? Yeah. Yeah. It's where the Dabo table was. So hmm. does it does his magic box disappear the double well, i suppose it's like my zoom background right now i mean i've got a window <laughs> behind me really so it just oh, disappears and 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 disappears you know yeah okay. i just didn't understand I, the magic box it just I, I, it felt like they only had one place in the set to put a game so we'll just make a box that'll it, it, it was right the there. one place on on in Quark's bar where you can get a lot of people in a in a in the area right in a, in a small area right so um and they just removed the the Dabu table and put in the other and one. put in the the chula table. Yes, the chula. How sturdy table. was that chula table? Do you remember? I have no idea. I don't just know. like that thing looked like we a... didn't knock it over, I... so it must have been fairly sturdy. Yeah, it, could, it wasn't tea. I didn't knock it over, so you know. <laughs> yeah, he does say he tells Quark that he can play play his game now, and tells Quark that he can win back all the gemstones. Right. So that's you kind of win. why why Quark is into this because he's yeah. lost so much money. Yeah. You know, it seemed to me that Quark was like, 
Oh, wait, I got a way to win all that money back. Sure. Yeah. Give me the dice. And again, I refer to the, the false scenario that there is no money in Star Trek. Yes. Right. Right. Oh, there's money. There's money. We did we yeah, there's gotta be money, even on there's our ship. We didn't have a Ferengi or we didn't have a corks bar, but we were trading with people. We, you know, whether there's cash or a credit card or you're using your ATM debit or whatever, it's bartering, it's trading, it's valuing things. This thing is worth this many of that other thing. So yeah, there's I'm just imagining Captain Janeway telling an alien representative, I'll go ahead and Venmo you after this transaction or something yeah. like that. We'll yeah, they play. Venmoed. We Venmoed in the <laughs> Delta Venmoed Quadrant. We Venmoed in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you, and you, okay, so you started on the second shaft. What did you think of that? When they said that, I was like, what? Just making up names and things. Yeah, shaft. I mean, uh, Totally, and, and and Quark, of course, is, is has no idea what chap is, what it no. means, and and uh, and therefore is totally at a loss, um, and and is winning. Doesn't understand how he's winning. No. I mean, he will no. win the second no. chap, yeah. and and but as long as he's winning, I think he's happy. Yeah. yeah Did you look it's... up chap? The etymology of chap as well. Is that something? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, okay, I'm just checking. I think that's a made up word. It's got to that... be a made up word. Chap. Yeah, it is made Second up. Just chap. like chula. Chula yeah. and chap are both made up words. They're yeah, cool but he's words. starting it. You know, the upside second here. Yeah. He's starting at the second chap. He says only children start at the first chap. So he right. does respect work enough to to not start him where the children start. I that's think that's right. That's a little bit very of Very kind of him. Yes, yeah. it's very kind. And we, we, go, we didn't have time for the first chap anyway. No, it's only 48. That's, that's what it was. They, had not, they didn't have time for the first chap. <laughs> they go to, we go to Cisco's quarters and he is sleeping in his bed. He's he has a, a triangle pillow, by the way. Did you he notice he has a, a triangle pillow? <laughs> yes. He has a triangle pillow. Why? It's, would... Again, it's it's Cardassian, I think. Right? Oh, Because remember the beds yes. are a certain shape. And, the, and again, the pillows are, you know, it used to be a Cardassian yeah. station. So they sleep on triangular pillows is my guess. Very but good. he's Very a little good. restless and he turns over. Over a little bit as he's as he turns over he's no longer in his bedroom he's in this strange he's like on location a tiled floor a tiled yeah. floor and to end this and scene, by the way triangular shot. tiled floor right? yes so the same shape as his it pillow is. <laughs> is now the floor tiles so uh i'm not sure if david carson had that in mind when he went from that know. scene to this scene but that is a cool you know segue though maybe herman zimmerman did maybe, who knows yes maybe. he could have but i love that robbie you like that shot when it comes to the very yes. final yeah yes it it's a lovely shot yeah. from above which that crane it, shot. It, it's a crane shot but it's not a crane i don't think oh and it's not I, a crane no i don't think so what do you think they use because it is dead center punched it's dead center over right. cisco and it goes up and keeps him right there right crosshairs almost impossible to do with a crane back so, then so they probably they put it on a cable and, and they just literally pulled it up pulled the, it up because wow. then it would stay straight up and down so they probably wow. rigged something would be my guess they rigged something that would keep it centered over yeah. avery because if you think of a crane yeah it's a it's a fixed length right Correct. Unless you have a technocrane, which we did not use on our on Star Trek. Okay. Technocrane um can can I telescope telescope out, yes. In and but, out. Right. But the fixed cranes, yes, if you bring it down, it's let's say it's a 30-foot crane. That's yeah. 30 feet from the base. Yeah. But if you start to bring it up, it starts to pull back. 
because that 30 foot arm is now mm -hmm. arcing back. So to keep that shot over Cisco as, as perfect and beautiful, it was a beautiful shot. Cause I thought about it. I was like, that's either incredible crane work or they probably just put a cable and they fixed it to something and they brought it up, you know, smoothly. And that way it would stay center punched. It would come a up that to David. smoothly. <clears throat> it was it's a what? tribute to David Carson, who's looking for new ways to shoot the the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who you remember is also the, the the director of the first episode. I don't call it the pilot, but the first episode mm -hmm. of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. I, I will say, um, it's the first time I've seen a shot where I was like, "Whoa." I'm aware of the shot making. Right. Generally, so far in DS9, it's been a pretty traditional, safe filmmaking style. Everybody's kind of kept things um, a little more traditional, I guess I would say. This is the first time where I was like, whoa, that's a cinematic shot. That's That takes a little planning. I feel and, like it must have been tied off on more than one point. Because if you just have, have a single filament or a single wire, it's still going to wobble the camera if you pull it up in some, you know? But if you have multiple points where everyone pulls at the same time, maybe. That depends on how they there. weight things and things like that. I've seen situations when you want a really big move outside where you'll take a construction crane that goes up, you know, 80, 100 feet in the air. Yeah. And off that cable, you'll put the camera. And you can you can either start up high and just dive down on a straight right. line, right? Or you can reverse it and go up. Hmm. But that that shot was anyway. I didn't, I didn't mean to get lost in that shot, but it was very well done. It's yeah. not. It's there's some detail in there where I thought, wow, that's not just. They didn't throw it on a crane and just raise the crane up. It was it was more tricky than that. Yeah, and it was a type of shot that we don't see on Voyager that often, if, no, if at all, no. to be honest. So, yeah, if we go to a commercial after that cool big shot. We come back and he's stuck inside some kind of room and he tries all the doors. Cisco tries some doors. Finally, one of them opens. He goes out into the hallway and then this other door in the hallway opens and there's Fallow, the uh, the Wadi boss guy. Yeah, I call him uh, Twisted Sister. Uh, Twisted <laughs> Sister opens a door and he says, Shap 2, move along home. And he laughs and the door shuts. And I, I had a I had a memory from our show, Armin. We had an episode that Garrett had a lot to do in called what was the one with the clown? The Thaw. Yeah. My the same thaw. This this is almost this, like the Thaw set. This moment to me, we had Michael McKeon playing sort of this clown in a the embodiment a, of fear is what he was. Yes. So, yeah. And uh this moment when when Twisted Sister comes in and says, Shap two, move along home. Move along home. Yeah. It it reminded me of that sort of like Fellini, mat, you know, yeah. um, magical realism, the mm -hmm. the kind of absurdity mm -hmm. that Fellini would shoot in. This reminded me of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and Marvin was DPing at this point, right? Yes, so, Marvin was so, the DP, and Marvin yeah. directed. Marvin Thaw. directed. So therefore, the there's the connection. I think that he drew upon that same Fellini because he was talking about Fellini when we did Thaw, right? So yes. now, yeah, he probably did I the bet same thing. Marvin here. remembered this episode, Most this definitely. labyrinth sequence, Most and definitely. took some of that tone into into the I episode agree. he directed. I yeah. agree. Yeah, Twisted Sister or Fallow, as they call him on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, he uh, disappears. And then Cisco hears Bashir screaming. Well, he doesn't know it's Bashir. He just hears yelling and, and whatnot, yeah. right? And then he comes yeah. around the corner and guess what? Bashir is asleep, standing up in the midst of a nightmare. Robbie, explain yeah. that to me. What is going on right there? Why, why is he like that? I, I don't, don't know. know. Armand, can you explain <laughs> that? <laughs> don't ask me. I don't know. Why? You mean why 
Isn't he on the floor? Exactly. Yeah, why, yeah. Why is Cisco was on the floor. The you know. It was the weirdest in, in, staging unless, ever. In, in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a weird stage. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they just didn't want to sh have another shot of somebody on the floor. I'm That's sure that's right. the reason. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. and when you shoot uh, the actors in a traditional way, like, like standing, you can stay on the dolly in studio mode. The dolly can go up or down from right. a range of like waist height up to higher than your head. But if someone's on the ground, you have to go into low mode or you have to yeah. change the dolly yeah. or you have to. And that takes time. So I bet they didn't want to. They didn't want to put Bashir on the ground because oh, now we got to go to low mode or we got to time, time and money. To do all that time and yeah. money. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kira and Dax do run into the same Everybody room. Everybody shows up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Everyone's there. Kira is super frustrated. She is not happy being there. No, no Kira not. was definitely not happy being there. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't even know yet that they're going to have to go play hopscotch in a minute <laughs> and, and say some silly rhyme. So I don't know why they're so mad right now because that happens later. But, uh, um, uh, I love the last line in the scene, by the way, though. Cisco says, use your tricorders for proximity checks every two minutes. And if all else fails, he turns to Bashir. Just yell again, doctor. We'll find you. Yes. They had some jokes in this episode. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, yeah. we, we, uh, you know, they thought of it, I'm sure as a comic episode. So they gave everybody a little bit of humor, which is good, yeah. which is yeah. good. always good. Comic yeah. relief. Yeah, and I haven't seen so far much comic relief with the Cisco character, and, and I won't. felt like, and I doubt I will. Yeah. But in this episode, they gave him a few, you know, buttons of scenes or some some lighthearted stuff, which I thought I wish they had done that more. I'd like to see that side of the character a little more. And you'll see very little humor from Kira as well. So hmm. interesting. Next scene is in the security office. Odo yes. is there. Jake comes in to report his dad's disappearance. There's a nice little bonding moment between Jake and Odo because Odo actually acknowledges the fact that Jake is watching these Bajoran girls come onto the station and he's okay with it. He's not critical of it. He's actually like, I know what you're doing, young, yeah. young little Jake. Uh, but he says, don't worry, I'll find your dad. Move along home. Move along to your wherever you need to go. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, he has to go check into what happened to uh, Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. But he asked the computer, you know, locate uh, um, Cisco. Right. Computer says no record of that. Well, what ship did he leave on? No record of that either. So Odo's Odo's a little worried at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, we go back to ops. Here's my favorite cowboy security uh, guy. Lieutenant Primen. There he is. Lieutenant Primen, Roy Rogers. Roy. Um, he tells Odo that none of the senior staff reported for duty. He thinks they probably partied too hard the night before at first contact. Yeah. Odo informs him that they are missing. There's no trace of them on the station. No trace. Completely gone. Um, I do like the continuity, though, of this cowboy security guy, Primen. Yeah, I like the fact that he comes back. We didn't do that much on our show. We didn't have as many recurring characters as you guys did. And yeah, I loved... it was a big part theme of our show was recurring characters. I love but, it. Does he stay with the show till the end, Primin? No, no. Okay, no. Already. no. Uh, he will have a cup. I, I'm, uh, I don't, don't, yeah, give, don't give it away. Yeah, yeah. Don't give it away. <laughs> don't give it away. Something's gonna. He's happen. gonna die, okay. isn't he? Yes, he's gonna he die. Is. Just say it. He's gonna... I know he's gonna. He's gonna yeah. go. He's gonna go the way of the dodo bird. He's gonna be. Extinct. We had some of those characters too. They come on for like one or two episodes and then they die in some great cool way. 
Yeah, I'm going to liken him to Lieutenant Carey. Lieutenant Carey was with us yes. for a very long time, and I think the final died season in the seventh he died. season, the yes. seventh season, like the next to last episode, he dies. So, and that actor point. was really mad about it too, as he, I recall. <laughs> he came back after he had established his character early, thought he was going to be sort of recurring throughout. He didn't, and then they bring him back in the last season and just and they kill him, him off. He's like. He's like, you know, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah, yeah. I reached out to him on Facebook asking him to come on the podcast. He was like, nah, I'm going to pass on that. So he's so mad about it. He's, he's still, still mad. mad about he doesn't it. even want to talk about it. So, okay. That's funny. It's fine. We are now Back in at Quarks. Quarks, yes. Yes, we are. How much to wager on the second chap? That's the important part. Quark yes. has to roll some dice. Now, you blew on the dice in this scene. So my question mm-hmm. to you is, was that scripted or was that you doing that? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, 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 because later on in another scene, he asks Odo to blow Odo on blow them. On him, yeah. I, I would assume it's scripted. Okay. Um, because we, I don't know about your set, but there were no ad libs on our right. set. Right. No um, ad libs on our set either. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I would assume it would be scripted. Okay. Because that blowing on that procedure or that meth, that, you know, action, that action of blowing on the dice is very much a thing that people do at craps tables, right? Why do they so, do that though? What is the, it's a luck thing. So people what's are like, the superstition? On, blow on the dice, like something about blowing away the negative energy or a bad juju or something like oh, that, interesting. you know, along those lines. I don't, when I, uh, and if you don't already know, Armin, I'm an avid craps player. I do, I never blow on the dice. It's all yeah. about, it's all about rhythm. Concentration. And con- well, mostly rhythm and smoothness, relaxedness when you throw the dice. Th- the three longest rolls in Las Vegas history are by gentlemen, three different gentlemen from that don't know each other that are all from the island of Hawaii. And if you think about really? Hawaii, how relaxed and yeah. So some dude rolled for two hours and 45 minutes. That's the the top one. Wow. The second wow. one is two and a half hours and two hours and 20 minutes. All three of those guys come from Hawaii. They're Hawaiian natives. And right. in Hawaii, so, everything's aloha, all hang man. loose yeah, and take it easy. Hang yeah. Loose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so we you should start doing the, the podcast like that. Come on. <laughs> Here we go. We're just going <laughs> to relax and take it easy. Um, right. Yes. Uh, yeah. So he has to roll, blows on the dice, and uh, he he needs to keep his Chandra, he's told, or he learns. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> so clearly Quark doesn't know what he's doing, but it seems to be going okay for him right now. And it's a game. At this point, it's just a game. Yes. Yeah, granted, there's there's rewards, there's there's yeah. uh, jewels to be had, but it's a game. It's a game. Yeah. Yeah. Fallow says your 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 pieces or your players will meet the Chandra. So that, we don't know what that is. It should be an yeah. evil thing. Is it a is it a monster? But later we learn it's a little girl. It's basically a wadi little girl oh, named Chandra. I think. Oh, or Sandra. Sandra. Yeah. Yeah. That's the wadi pronunciation of Sandra yeah. is yeah. Chandra. Okay. Chandra. Well, we go back in the labyrinth. Cisco's by himself in an empty hallway. He hears this creepy kid. Door opens. She's playing hopscotch with this rhyme. Calls for the team, and they, by the way, are magically quick there. Like he calls to the team on his, you know, tricorder, whatever he does. And they're there in like five seconds. Time is money, Robbie. Time is I money. get it. I get it. It just felt a little easy. Yeah. But this is the Ala Moraine scene. Ala Moraine, count Ala to Moraine. four. Ala, Ala Moraine, then three more. Robbie McNeil, yeah. if you can see. Robbie McNeil. See, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> One, two, three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure this was their favorite part of the episode. <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> it was mine for sure. 
because I didn't I, have to do it and they were doing it. That's why I well, can see the look on Avery's okay. face. Hey, he can't, he doesn't mask it at all. This felt this, very much like an original series kind of, it felt like Twilight Zone and yeah. kind of old school original Star Trek just didn't Rolled it into one. Yeah. It did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. I didn't find the little girl that creepy. What I found amusing about this scene is their reaction to hitting the force fields. Like no one on Voyager when they hit it. Maybe this is a super force field. But when we come up, throws them back. The force, yeah. And they're in pain. They're like, ah, they're, they're almost. Oh, that's you know, true. They're like, doing a shatter. It's, it's like, early ah, on. We hadn't, yeah. we hadn't learned how to do it correctly. Yet, Basically. So. Uh, yeah. Because on Voyager, if we run into a force field, that's all we do. We run into it. We realize, oh, it's a force field. You can't go any further. But nobody, yeah, this, nobody backs up in pain. Like literally, it looked maybe. like someone that shocked the bejesus out of of uh, Bashir and out of uh, who was the other person who got shocked? Kira. Kira. Yeah. So Kira. it looks like well, maybe they were. This- Maybe this was the Chandra. Maybe the Chandra <laughs> has a lot of painful energy and you don't okay, want to touch the Chandra. All right, I'll go with that. Maybe it wasn't the little girl named Sandra. I'll go. It was the force field. <laughs> yes, Chandra is the force field. Okay. Yeah, but it's kind of creepy. They try to talk to her. She keeps playing. Kira tries to go through first. She's uh, to the other side of the room. She's knocked down by the force field. Mm. Bashir thinks that uh, maybe if we copy her steps, that yeah. that'll work, but that doesn't work. No. And then Dak says, no, we got to do the whole thing. The rhymes, the moves, yeah. the, exactly the same. Yeah. And they all do this weird Twilight Zone hopscotch, saying Alan Moraine and doing the hand gestures. And yeah, but it's staggered. So it's almost like a row, row, row your boat thing yes. with multiple people, right? That's yes. how it came off. But so. it, it does give the, this scene uh, adds to uh, Dax's the understanding that Dax is the science officer, she's the smart one, yes. uh, she's the one that figures it out. It, it's important yeah. that that goes to Dax. Yes. She does this a lot in this series so far. Yeah. I've noticed that. She's saving the day over and over and over again. She's br- having the breakthroughs that you guys need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's super smart. And I love that. I think that's great. I agree. Um, yeah, they do the, all the weird moves. They make it to the third chap. Third chap. I still don't know what shaps are, but they're cool. Um, level, level, right? Levels, Third I guess. Level. Yeah. yeah. And and they're going down on the game board, aren't they? Right. They're going second, down. Yeah. yeah second shaft is up here, yeah. and then they go down, down, down. And usually, yeah, usually you would imagine that the move you would be up, up to the top. Yeah. Um, but they made it to the third shaft. We cut to Quark's, and Quark has won some more gemstones, and he yeah. thinks he is getting it. Yeah, he like, does. This is the point where in the last time we saw Quark, he didn't know what a Chandra was. He didn't really know. He didn't. He was aware that he didn't know how the game worked. Right. Now he thinks he knows. Right. But now we've introduced a new concept in this game, which is double their peril, double your winnings, which is initially yes. very enticing to Quark until he realizes a little bit later what's really happening. Odo does come in at this point. And he's asking, when is the last time you saw Cisco? And just giving him the whole, you know, interrogation bit. Yeah. And Quark does pick up on the whole thing. You know, we, we can't find four of our senior officers. And that's when Quark goes, four? Four? Uh-oh. Four players, four officers missing. And he realizes that they are the players in the game now. And so Quark, uh, instead of choosing the shortcut, which is double the peril, he says, the safer one. Let's right. just go the safer one. And I'm, I'm going to say... Mm. That moment where Quark says, I'll go with the safer one, even though he would prefer to have double the money, double the peril. 
Uh-huh. It's the first time I believe in this show, in the in the series, mm, yeah, that Quark demonstrates an affinity for uh, the other characters. He has a relationship, a working relationship with all of them from day one, but the sense that you know what uh, that he's actually going to give up profit, yes in order to be careful about people that he knows mm. and is beginning to like. I mean, he does that because he he's acquired some affinity with them. Some mm-hmm. love, they're becoming friends. Yeah. And but I, I, I think believe you're that's right. the first of that. The first time I've seen it. I've seen some other clues with Odo. Clues. Like it's a love-hate thing with Odo. But yeah, yeah. There's but they had been there. together for a long time. That's right. true. Odo and Quark have been on the station right. together a long time. So there's a relationship there. But this is the first time he's showing that concern for Starfleet people. For the newbies, yeah. for the newbies on the station. Yeah. There's empathy finally coming from, well, a rare moment of empathy, really. That's right. From Quark, yeah. Which is nice to see. Yeah. And, and and that will grow uh, This, despite what people think about this episode, and, and perhaps I agree with them, but, but there is important things that do happen uh that this is part of the arc of the first season mm-hmm. okay yeah i think that's a great thing to point out that that's a big it's a big character move forward when he makes a sacrifice personal sacrifice to take the safer route less winnings um, and, and begs not to be in this position anymore right yeah um that will happen in a moment but yeah, yeah. um later uh, it it is his we, the audience is seeing that he actually does care about the Starfleet people yeah. to some extent. Yeah. To some extent. Yeah. Well, we go back into the labyrinth. The team is in some other hallway trying to figure out what's happening to them. Dax thinks that this is uh, just part of some kind of game. And then a door opens and there's like a party going on inside. Mm-hmm. And they enter this party and there's Wadi with the tattoos, the forehead tattoos all around with drinks in their hand and they're laughing and our team tries to ask, you know, what's going on? How do we get out of here? Kira's getting mad. She throw Kira throws a big plate of food, which I thought was, that was a pretty dramatic move. It, it was, she could have, you know, banged on the wall or something other than waste that food. I didn't know why she was doing that. If I make, make a guess at this. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just, it is as a guess is that, I've known from past conversations with Nana that she originally thought the character was male, that she was surprised when she found out it was a female character. Oh. And I, I think uh, some of this may be left over from that original uh, uh, idea of hers. She's, she's asking, she's oh. using male-like uh, behaviors, behaviors, reactions, mm-hmm. things like that. This is how yeah. a man would react. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we're seeing it in a female. Um, so I think I think that explains some of the things that that the actor is doing in the scene. Yeah. Okay. I just thought yeah. she was a hothead. I was like, she's just a hothead. And she know? is. But then I see she, she definitely is that. But I I like that de- detail, the specificity mm-hmm. of what would a what what would a you know stereotypical man do in this situation. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Now I be, could be totally wrong about that. I'll have to ask Nana the next time I see her, but if she remembers. Yeah. But um, but I, but that I makes thought sense that too. when I was watching it. That makes sense. Well, smoke starts to fill this party room, and our our team is all starting to choke and suffocate. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but the Wadi who have these drinks in their hand, they're fine. They, they just keep laughing. Yeah. And then Fallow arrives. Um, and he says again, move along home. And we're, they're choking to death. Bashir realizes he's looking around. He takes one of the drinks, drinks it, and realizes this is the antidote. They all, the team all drinks and they survive this poison gas that's coming in. Yeah. And then Fallow says, uh, Shap four, and the room sort of flashes and the party's gone and the smoke is gone and it's just a total reset. So they've moved to Shap four, but it's a reset in the room. It's very holodeck like this game. Feels a, a bit well, like that's a, why Quark says this might well, fit. Yeah. Yeah. And also, we didn't talk about this, but in the beginning, when Cisco wakes up in the labyrinth, he says computer and program. He thinks it's the holo holodeck. Oh, he thinks you know? it's a holodeck. That? Yeah. yeah. He's does, like, he yeah, he's he like uh, door, exit. which exit, exit. Yeah. Which then the exit should appear and it didn't happen. So, um, yeah, very much like a holodeck. And yeah. that drink, it looks so tasty. I wanted to have some. It looked like apricot juice to me. That's what I was It thinking. did look refreshing with all that yeah. smoke. <laughs> After the reset, we cut back to Quark's. Quark is still playing this game. The pieces move down to Shap 4, I guess. And uh, yep. Orc wins. He wins another big gemstone. It's this. It's the largest one I've seen, that big round thing, I guess. Oh, is that um, the reaction shot of Quark just looking at it like, <laughs> he looked like, uh, what's the character from Lord of the Rings? that uh, uh, Gollum. Gollum, yeah. My it precious. was very Gollum with the ring, yes. My precious, yes. yeah. Precious, yeah. But that's when, so he wins that. And then Odo has a thought. You see Odo in the foreground mm -hmm. kind of think of something and moves off very quickly. Yeah, he takes off. We go up to ops next mm -hmm. and Odo comes in. This is the idea that he had. He asks Roy Rogers, Starfleet guy, mm -hmm. Primmon, if he picks up any human life signs on this ship. Yeah. And Primmon says, no, nothing. And Odo wants to beam over there to search their ship. Mm -hmm. And Primmon says that it's not Starfleet policy. We shouldn't be doing that. But Odo says, I'm not Starfleet. Beam me over. And uh, Primmon energizes. Off he goes. And then we're we're in the Wadi ship now. Odo's over there. Clearly, it's a Wadi ship because there are Wadi stickers on the walls. Right? Because it kind of looks like a Starfleet ship. But they got the Wadi stickers, so it must be Wadi. Which are the, the little yellow caution, yes. the you yeah, know, yeah. danger yeah. stickers is what uh, they codograms, are. Codograms, yeah. I feel like this was a bot. This was like a save money episode. I'm just gonna say, let's put some stickers up. That's it. We're not we're not gonna That's do any makeups ship. on the faces. Yeah. It felt a little bit like, uh-oh, we've I, overspent. We gotta we gotta buy back some money. For a second, I thought that was Voyager. I was like, hey, they're on Voyager now. It looked like a Starfleet <laughs> ship. It looks so Starfleet to me, but it had Holy. stickers. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely not a Starfleet ship. Um no. he opens a door uh with a sticker on it, and the super bright light comes out of there, which I thought was pretty cool. And Odo very dramatically. Odo uses all of his uh, his uh, heroic moves to go through this light. I thought it was that was kind of cool. So he goes into the peril. Would you yes, jump into the in the white the white? To me, I was like, why are he you jumping into the? What, that's exactly. my thing. He's going to dive into not knowing what he's diving into. That could be a pit of despair. That could be the you know the 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 yes. the, the shark tank. Who knows? Yes. So I don't know. Yes, painfully bright light. That's yes. what I wrote down. Yeah. painfully bright it, I, I would not go in that room right but i'm you know i'm kind of fair complected so i could get this on burners and, and isn't so that the mythology for death 
Oh, yes. see a bright light. Yeah, yes. Go ahead yes. toward the light. Oda, what are you thinking? Yeah. In in what world is that a good idea? Anyway, yes, yeah. maybe maybe uh, that's their transporter. Have, yeah, <laughs> that's that's like some that kind of transporter, transporter thing, room. Right? Yes, right, is what it right. is. Because he jumps in and he jumps right back into quarks. Right back into quarks. Yeah, and Fallow sees him. He's like, uh, uh, uh. it's so funny that that actor is so good with nonverbal communication. He Joel just, Brooks like, is a is oh, a wonderful actor. He's so and good. my neighbor, by the way. What is he really? He lives yeah. next to you. My goodness, a uh, block away. Yeah. Wow, oh, how funny. I, I think we should go over and just Ala Moraine, count two, three, just like we should chant that and see if he comes out. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure he would love <laughs> he'll, he'll probably throw some eggs at us to make us leave, is what he'll do. <laughs> well, Odo's back in quarks, and Odo says, You've got to stop this game. And yeah. Fallow says, Well, if we stop the game right now, you'll lose all your players. Mm-hmm. And this is where Quark says, Basically, trust me. Look, I'm doing fine. Let me roll. He's, so he's feeling confident, even though he doesn't know how this game works. He doesn't know any of the rules, but he feels like he's been winning. He's on a so roll. He's, he's on, on a roll. roll. So, so I, I, I sort of buy his, the confidence because it seems to be, yeah, luck is with him. Fate is with him. It's been working so far. Um, but he he rolls and it's a bad roll. It's a bad roll. Yes, we know it's a bad roll right away. An unfortunate roll, Fallow says. And we go back in the labyrinth, and Bashir is also very confident inside, but they don't know the rules either. They're trying to figure out. So Quark doesn't know the rules in the real game. They're inside this labyrinth. They don't know what they're doing. Suddenly, this big light appears in the hallway, and they all sort of go to the wall. Isn't it like multiple and- lights? It was like four or five of them that came out. Uh, yes. Like there were about, yeah. I would say even more, five or six. Actually. Yeah. Something yeah. Like that. And there is a moment where Bashir, <laughs> this magnetic field <laughs> variation, Dax reads, uh, they go for cover. And then Bashir hits a wall and turns back. And all I could think of was like a 1980s music video. <laughs> like, I don't know, Duran Duran. Duran Duran. <laughs> See, I didn't picture him hitting the wall. I thought he was still there from trying to hide from, from, from when he said take cover. When, uh, the when light? This guy says take cover, that he's he's trying to get through the door. And I thought it was just a bad cut. I thought, oh. wait, he should have gotten well beyond that by now. <laughs> no, he, he's kind of up against the door, and it's very Duran Duran, and he's got kind of a sexy Bashir pose. <laughs> 80s rock star awkward door standing maybe i don't know oh wow it's a modeling pose that's what he's yeah he's modeling yes. that. Yes. That. <laughs> he's modeling his sears tough skins jeans he's yes turning over and his shoulder yeah it was it's an amazing moment i'm still oh team bashir even with that <laughs> even that with pose, that moment even okay. with that moment i'm still team bashir you're loyal yeah. you're yes loyal. back up in quarks fallow moves a piece to the bottom and yeah. tips it over basically did you say what happened to bashir he no, got, yeah, no. Got, well, it doesn't happen until he does this, right? Doesn't Quark, sorry, Fallow, move the piece down? What happened to him? This is what Odo says. What happens to that one? And and uh, and Joel doesn't answer. Yes, yeah. Fallow's basically saying sacrifice one to keep two alive. But your Duran Duran moment, like those lights converge upon him and he disappears right after the Duran Duran moment. Yeah, I guess that's that when he. I can't remember exactly when, but yes, the piece. Gets knocked over. He disappears in his cool Duran Duran music video. Yeah. And um, Fallow says, you, you'll have a chance to win it back. Win that player back. 
and Cork wants to take the shortcut. At this point, Cork says, I want to take the shortcut, right? Yeah. So, Robbie, actually, Odo was like, I want that player back. And Fallow says, well, you can play the game after Cork's done. Oh, that's right. He says, you you can can... probably get that player back. That's right. Yeah. And this is where Cork says he wants to take the shortcut, right? In here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Odo says, no, don't risk it. Yeah. And Cork rolls again. And his roll is bad. (laughs) And uh, yeah, that's where that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. I don't know how the game works. <laughs> and I took notes. <laughs> uh, but this is the scene. He, this is the Tialo scene. And then he rolls the dice and it's Tialo. Tialo like yes. sacrifice one so that two may live. And now and we this, think this, this is, is where serious. the blow on the dice thing happens, by the way. From yes. Odo? holds out the yeah, dice. Odo. From Odo. Yes. yes. Yeah. He has and, Odo. And Odo, the way Odo blows out is just hilarious. He's like... <laughs> He's just he's so like he not doesn't want to do he, it. He doesn't want to do any of this stuff. We come back after Quark has learned that he's going to have to sacrifice one, and basically Quark has a meltdown in this scene. He begs, mm-hmm. begs, begs, begs uh, to not have to choose. Really uh, emotional and intense. I like when you disappeared below the. You were so emotional, you collapsed. You know, below the, the table. I, I actually didn't. I, at watching it this week, I went, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Really? Um, yeah, wow. I really shouldn't have done that. Because um, I know what I was trying to do. That, that There oh. are some episodes where I distinctly remember yeah. what choices I made. This was a very important moment to me. To me, not Quark, but for me. Yeah. And uh, why? Because up until this point, for the most part... I'm I'm still thinking a little like the Ferengi from TNG. Mm. Um, I'm still thinking, oh, these are comic characters, and um, and although that watching this speech, it, it I could have done it better, much better actually. But 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 what I remember thinking was, I need to show them that this this character has heart, and and that he's equally three dimensional as any of the other characters on the mm-hmm. show. Uh, at least that's, a, that's what I was thinking at the time. And I really wanted it to be uh, both dramatic and comic at the same time. But I, I, I think it was written just to be comic. And, oh, interesting. And, 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 I, yeah. and I wanted to show the dramatic side of that um, as well as the comedy. Hmm. And uh, that's that, that, speech was and that that was the first time they'd given me a speech actually. i think you achieved it armin i'm I, i'm gonna thank say you. thank you i think you achieved both things i thought you were going to be critical that oh i shouldn't have had any comedy in it but that's kind of what i liked i bought the beginning i bought all of that meltdown and the emotional authenticity thank of you. that thank you and then the idea that that took him to the floor well, I took it to me the floor because I didn't want to have them watch me anymore. I just wanted yeah. it to disappear. <laughs> so the floor, and then when he says, okay, okay, you know, you don't have to pick. And you pop back up. Yeah, pop you up. got and a then, laugh out of it. Yeah, that got then, a laugh. <laughs> and I, if I had it to do over again, I wouldn't I wouldn't have made that specific moment comic. I would have. Oh, I see. If I had it to do over again, mm-hmm. I would have been, ah, I achieved kept what that, I wanted to do yeah, as kept the that character. Sincere and dramatic. As opposed, look- yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, and and years later, uh, whether it was that scene or, or others, but, you know, uh, the, the showrunner, Ira Bear, told me that uh, oftentimes I would do things that they didn't want me to do 
when they were when they were conceiving the script really they they wanted the character to go one way and and i would drag the character into a different direction (laughs) and i that might have been one of them but i I was i was happy that day because i achieved for the most part i hadn't seen the dailies there was no way for me to know for sure but i thought i achieved what i wanted to do was was to make this character just slightly a little bit more three-dimensional i think you i think you achieved it i really do i thought i thought the pleading and the emotional honesty of he he is discovering he cares about these people and he, he does, really he, does he cares about these people it, it's honestly the most that. it's honestly yeah. the most emotion i've seen coming from quark so far yes you know, in that's this right. entire series so it that's was right. very moving very moving thank you he says you won't have to choose basically he says we'll pick you know the game will pick at random Mm-hmm. Which is no uh, better than before. Actually. No, someone's still going to die. Basically, someone's still going to die, and this is the final move of the game. He says we'll program the game to choose one at random. Final wagers, last move. He says. Yeah. So now we cut back into the labyrinth, and they're continuing through when they hear Bashir calling, screaming, kind of like Cisco said. Where hey, has this- Bashir gone? <laughs> where where, where has Bashir gone? You know. <laughs> Uh, I would love to ask the character of Bashir, what happened between the time you disappeared and the time you show up later? Yeah, uh, what, I, what happened to you? As I would like to ask, what is the time? We're watching the, the Starfleet people go through their perils. How long does that take compared to how long I'm you know, throwing the dice? Rolling right. a dice. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm I wonder. Gonna, I'm going to say that Bashir... You're asking where he went, and I'm going to suggest that he is in the Chula Green Room. <laughs> yes, eating playing snacks. The game, he's the eating green. snacks. Play, yes. Playing CD and he's hanging games, out yeah. with little Alamarine Chandra girl, and they're just Probably. you know, they're having fun. Having, <laughs> well, I think having I, drinks out of those long yes, glasses. Yes. yes, I feel like at this point the audience should believe that they are in peril to die. That each of these mm-hmm. characters, yes, exactly, that exactly. they're going to die. Yes, that's right. And then they do. The end, you do believe that. Yeah. We believe we believe that at this point, but at the end, our uh, twisted sister, '80s glam rock guy, hmm. what's his name again? Fallow. Joe Brooks. Fallow. Joe Brooks. Fallow. <laughs> Your neighbor. <laughs> In the end, Fallow says, "Spoiler alert, everybody!" But he says, "Oh, this is just a game. It's just fun." Right. So maybe they weren't going to die. Maybe you're right. It's just a green room. He's going it, to to yeah, hang out with some snacks. Yeah. Although it was creepy having Bashir or disembodied voice of Bashir calling to them uh, because it really wasn't him. Right. And that's what I, that's what I got. Computer pretending to be him. Okay. Yeah. Or fallow. I think pretending or fallow or something. something. Yes. Yes. But um, Uh, they hear him. He says he's found a way out. Dax mm -hmm. finds some door, opens it up. And now we're in the rock part of our set. We're in caves. Some earthquake thing happens. Yeah. There's an earthquake. She, Breaks she her ankle tra- or something. Yeah. yeah, she gets mm. trapped under some rocks. Cisco and yeah. Kira come in to try to help. Yeah, and then uh, Bashir turns into Fallow. Yeah, Bashir's in there saying, "Come on, um, you know, you got to get home." And then he turns into Fallow, and Fallow says, "Again, move along home. It's Shap Six now." Yeah. So Shap Six this is the final move, I guess he was talking about. Um, they make their way through the caves, helping Dax, who's injured. They're on this ledge, and I really liked the way that that was shot. I will be honest. This very narrow crevasse that they're going along, the low angles, all the angles that David Carson got felt like an action sequence in here. You know, sometimes in Star Trek, 
we don't have time or money or it's just not doesn't come off super you know cinematic i thought this scene with the cave walking was really shot well very cinematic they all three continue they cross this super tight ledge there's another tremor mm -hmm. and they basically all fall off this thing the one moment in this sequence that i didn't like was when they fall because it appeared like they were jumping it didn't feel like they were collapsing because of this thing it felt like three stunt people or maybe the actors even were told to three two one jump uh, I bought it though. I you did? It. Yeah, I did. I'm fine with it. It was okay. I didn't like still, that. Still, uh, yeah, that's well, okay. We don't have to like this, like the yeah, same things. Exactly. So, it's fine. Um, look at all this trouble you caused, Quirk. <laughs> you do all this as they fall. They end up and they end up landing in corks. Is what happens, right? Yeah, so right, that's right. what we. Yeah. So they're they're okay. They're safe. Quirk is relieved. But Cisco has a word that he must have with Fallow. He's pissed, and he, he won't. He wa he oh yeah, be. definitely. He walks up to him about to you know try to get an explanation of how dare you put us through this. And that's when Odo intervenes and says, "No, no, 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 my There's good friend Odo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your good buddy Odo. Yes." <laughs> and he basically squeals on you and says that the reason why this whole thing happened was because of Quark's cheating. And so there in therefore we realize that this is this is all about Quark um doing that initial move, which caused mm -hmm. everyone to be thrown into this Chula game to begin with. So um Cisco's not happy with Quark on that point. Yes. He comes over and, and dresses down Quark a little bit of for the uh for the cheating. Right. And forgets about Fallow altogether. I know he just he Fallow just, really Fallow's, I'm not saying that Quark isn't responsible to right. some extent, but right. it's Fallow's it's game. It's still Fallow's and, game, and, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do love though that Quark is like, you know. We may have some room for this game at some point. Exactly. It's like, up exactly. in the balcony, we got it's room a to put these sweet in. game if I ever saw one. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and then it. he goes chasing them at the end of the episode. He goes chasing after them to try to add their business. Right. So the you know, two right. people that are responsible for the entire peril in the episode is is fallow and and quark and right. somehow they're just able to scamper out and we don't care after that. <laughs> yes we just leave them alone to do whatever they're going to do yeah, yeah that to me and this is this is indicative of what i always thought whether the writers thought it or not i don't know yeah but it it they got they can't make they look foolish to me if they're yes. not reprimanding Quark for the for the nefarious things that he's doing. Mm -hmm. And they are. They're just letting him basically off the hook here yeah. at the end of yeah. the episode. As yeah. well as Fallow for that matter. It right. feels a little bit tonally in kind of the sitcom genre. Like yeah. Yeah. this kind of storytelling is like, <laughs> look at that wacky thing that happened. Yes. All right, let's go yeah. back to go back yeah. to life. Let's go back to the Dominion Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a situation comedy where we just have some laughs and then there's no, and, and, and there's, there's no, no there's no consequence. Right. Yeah. It feels a, a bit sitcom -y. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Move along home. Move along home. Alrighty. What is your lesson for this episode? Robbie McNeil. My lesson is don't cheat people. Mm. Yes. That's a good lesson. I learned from. What's his name? Broik? Broik. Broik. Broik and, and Quark taught me Broik. cheating. You're going to have to learn your lesson if you cheat because yeah. there's consequences to cheating. Mm -hmm. Yes. Armin, 
What is your lesson? My lesson is a line that I had in the episode. There are risks in every roll of the dice. That, no, that, that whatever you do, there are possible risks in it. Well, yes, Quark and Broik cheated, so there are risks in that. Mm, yes. There are risks in everything that we do. Every, yeah. every, every time we, we make a decision to do something, there's a risk in it. And I think that's a very good thing to know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, it's interesting that you say that because during this pandemic, and during all this time, you know, there's been people, everyone's been sort of evaluating their, their tolerance for risk and tolerance for things right. like that. That's so, right. People yeah, aren't wearing good, masks that's... now. It's, it's wintertime. This is when COVID yep. spikes and, and they're, they're not wearing them. And, and even though they've been told, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Everybody sort of some, and, and it's a good reminder that there is risk always and just to be conscious, to be intentional about how much risk you're willing to choose, rather than just being naive and thinking there's no risk. There's yeah. always risk. That's a great lesson. But I want to add to that, you I feel like you also have to be careful to not be so careful that you don't risk, like don't take on some measure of risk. Because in the episode, Quark actually says, nothing ventured, nothing gained, which is, yeah. you know, I mean, sometimes you do have to take a risk and to, to find a better place, you know, or a better station in yeah. life, you've got to take a risk. If you play it That's safe right. all the time, it's not going to get you anywhere. That's the right. bottom line. Because you're play when you play it safe, you're playing not to lose. You're not playing to win any longer. That's the difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my, my, and my other lesson is just cheaters never prosper. So yeah, we're all on the same page on that one. Cheaters, cheaters, cheaters. Oh, Quark and Broik. And, and my question and I don't know. Yes. I'm going to learn as I watch these episodes. Does he ever cheat again? And I actually yes. don't remember cheating again. Oh, wow. so he learned. He may have. I may, don't. Maybe he may have. Uh, he does nefarious things, but the cheating. I don't think he cheats again. I may like be wrong. Literally I'm, pushing I'll a get letters to... saying that. Oh, you, he does this in this episode and that episode. Right. But I just don't remember after this cheating yeah. again. Hmm. Interesting. I'm. I, we'll see. We'll keep an eye out for it. We will. Well, see. there you go. There is move along home. Mm -hmm. um, a very controversial episode mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Uh <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to move along home, little doggies. It's so funny when I made that funny little little musical, you know, uh, uh, for, song for, uh, or Roy yeah. Rogers. Yes, I did that like last episode, yes. but then I didn't even know anything about this episode. And I was move like, along well, home has nothing to do with uh, Roy Rogers or any everybody should of, move yeah. along home. They really should. So join us next time when we will be yes. reviewing and discussing the episode The Negus. For the rest of you, Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Oh.